Welcome back to the Universal Wrestling Podcast. It is your boy Keith. Do not adjust the camera. It's just me today. Nick's off for a couple of days. Him and his wife did have their baby boy. Recovering real well. Little sleep deprived. Changing a whole lot of diapers. So he didn't have a whole lot of time to jump on here. But dude, it's a double pay-per-view week. There's no way the UW pod could just leave that hanging with nothing else going on. He took up the rain solo while I was out with my baby boy. Only makes sense that I do the same here. So... What we're here to talk about today is the only thing anybody's talking about in wrestling that's not someone from Chicago with a bunch of tattoos all over them. We're talking about our predictions for both WWE Night of Champions coming from the glorious city of Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, as well as our predictions for AEW Double or Nothing coming from the land of sin, Las Vegas, Nevada. Talk to Nick in between changing those diapers. He sent me his predictions. I have my own. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Not a whole lot of difference here with everything, but let's just get right into it. We're going to start out with WWE's Night of Champions. So a little different this year. We had some kind of questions going into it at first because Night of Champions is supposed to be when all the championship belts are being defended. A little bit of a snafu there going on with the women's tag belts. We're not going to go there today, but they can't be defended anyway. Um, and we weren't really sure if KO and Sammy were actually going because Sammy has historically not been all about Saudi Arabia, but... Things change, people change, lives change, so we do get a KO match here. We're going to jump right into it. So first match we're going to talk about here, we got uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus AJ Styles in the finals for the brand new WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Um, no surprise here, Nick and I both got Seth Rollins going over. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for AJ to win this title while he's on SmackDown now, while it's going to be a Raw title. doesn't make sense to get him to switch brands. Plus, if he's going to switch brands, you got to switch the whole OC or else they're going to go back into nowhere. So got to go with Seth here. Makes the most sense. Guy deserves it. He's been a workhorse for forever. Only makes sense to give him the title. Nothing against AJ, but he's got other battles to fight on later days. So... Both got Seth going over here. Um, by the way, all of that nonsense there, that is my reasoning for everything. I cannot speak for Nick. He gave me who was going to win. He's got his own reasons, I'm sure, but that's kind of where I'm coming from with it. Uh, next up, we got what is quickly becoming a big-time crazy grudge match, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this change up and get some kind of stipulation before the day actually shows up. But we got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar in a singles match. Again, for now, I think something's going to ramp up with there. Um, and this is actually one of the spots where me and Nick differ. Nick's got Cody going over here. I got Brock going over here. Um, I know the whole thing they're pushing and have been pushing is, you know, Cody's got adversity and he's got to push through and all that. And I don't necessarily agree with all that, but I do think they're going to try to milk Seth and Cody for, or not Seth and Cody, Brock and Cody for a little while here. So I think Brock goes over here to push it into a third one as a rubber match and everything. And then we kind of go from there. So I got Brock. Nick's got Cody. We'll see what happens. We're all going to win in that one. It's going to be a brutal affair, I'm sure. Uh, next up is the one I kind of let off talking about here. We got the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships up for grabs from the defending champions, KO and my boy Sami Zayn, going up against the bloodline, in this case represented by the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and his enforcer, Solo Sokoa. Um, again, we're both going to agree here. This might be a little bit more hard overhead, but KO and Sammy have to retain. You gave him that huge moment. You can't have him drop it in Saudi Arabia, especially with it being Sammy's first time here. 
And quite frankly, as much as I have been enjoying the Bloodline storyline and was one of the only people that was like, oh, no, Roman's got to win at WrestleMania to keep the Bloodline story going on. This isn't the right time to keep that going. Um, let them win. That adds a whole new wrinkle because Roman can't get the job done either. I'm not saying Roman takes the pin, um, but, you know, they shouldn't win here. Maybe it's a DQ, catches them DQ, and maybe that's how it goes down. Whatever. Keep everyone looking good. Um, the Bloodline don't need these belts back, uh, especially not one on Roman. Roman already has two belts. He doesn't need two more. So KO and Sammy going over there. Uh Next up here, we have <laughs> probably the easiest one to call here of the whole night. We have the Intercontinental Championship up for grabs while the reigning, defending, godly champion Gunther is going up against Mustafa Ali. Um, no disrespect, Mustafa. Nick and I both have Gunther going over here. Um, I don't remember if he has done it already, but if he, if he has, awesome. If he hasn't, Gunther's got a break the honky-tonk man streak before I'm even talking about him getting rid of that belt at any time. Um, I have been pushing for a little while. I've said it on multiple videos. I truly don't think that Gunther should ever really lose the title. I think at a certain point of days, he should just be like, I'm better than this belt now. Drop it and say, I'm coming for you, Roman, or whoever's holding whatever belts at that time to move on forward. Um, I don't want Gunther to ever get pinned. Um, love the guy. Not as much as KO and Sammy, but he's he's creeping up there slowly but surely because he's the man. Um, but yeah, there's not really too much else to say here. Again, no disrespect to Ali. He's fantastic. He's not beating Gunther, though. Not putting an end to this historic reign before it becomes more historic than it should be. So we both got the big man, Gunther. <laughs> Next up, we got the first of two women's championship matches. So first, we're going to start out here with the Raw Women's Championship on the line as the reigning defending Bianca Belair takes on Asuka. Um, There's another one here where we have some differing opinions. Nick is going for Asuka to upset Bianca. I'm going for Bianca to retain. Um, I just think if you're not going to have Asuka win at WrestleMania over Bianca, you can't give her that win in Saudi Arabia out of nowhere, um, much in the same way that not, it's not necessarily yet to the same prestige that Roman's at, but like Bianca is on this record setting title reign with the raw women's championship. You need a bigger show, a bigger everything for that to end. Um, now again, we're not talking the specifics of Nick. Maybe Nick is saying here that Oscar wins by DQ because Bianca turns heel. Um, and I love that. I'm always going to talk about Bianca turning heel. Anytime we talk about Bianca, because I want that. Don't know if that's where he's going from here. Um, my point, and maybe I'll be wrong by saying Bianca's going to win because maybe that is what's going to happen. The point being, Bianca walks out of Saudi Arabia, still the Raw Women's Champion, in my opinion. Uh, and then following up with that, we also have the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line as the defending champion, Mami Rhea Ripley, is taking on Natalia. And I know I just said a little bit ago that maybe the most foregone conclusion was Gunther against Ali, the easiest one to predict. Might have misspoke. I forgot this match was here. We clearly both have Mommy. Rhea retains. Um, just started the title reign at WrestleMania. Uh, no offense to Natty again. She's been there forever. She's got a lot under her belt and everything. She's a solid hand. She trained Ronda Rousey for her first couple matches. Big integral part of that and everything, whatever your opinion is there. Natty's not the one to topple Mommy, especially this early. 
the run that Rhea has been on, especially since adding Dom Dom into the mix, it's not time to lose it. Um, and even if it were time to lose it, Natty is not the one to take it, unfortunately. Sorry, Natty, but Rhea's retaining here. Uh, and then finally, we have the another kind of grudge match going on here. Becky Lynch taking on Trish Stratus. Um, and this is the final one here where Nick and I also are differing. Nick has gone for Becky to go over Trish. Um, I'm taking Trish here. Uh, I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be a clean win, obviously, but I do think that Trish is going to go over Becky, probably actually by some sort of shenanigans. I don't think it's going to be a clean, a clean sweep like that. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to just be kind of in the same way that I was talking about the Cody and Brock feud. I feel like there's more to this. Uh, I don't think this is going to be another, this is going to be one and done match with them, especially with the way the turn happened and all. Um There'll be some nonsense going on. They'll probably pull some, push it out here a little bit further to SummerSlam for something bigger there. Um, maybe a women's hell in a cell, something crazy like that. Uh, really let Trish go out on her shield and, you know, something that way. But I think that's where it's going to be there. Um, so, yeah, that's all of our predictions there for Night of Champions. Uh, that is going on this Saturday, I believe it is. I forget the time because it's crazy because they're in Saudi Arabia and we're in America. The rest of the world exists on other times than we do. Everyone remember that. Um but it's going to be good. Uh, check out the blood, rest of the Bloodline Entertainment Network here for all sorts of other predictions, content. I'm sure there's going to be a watch along as well. Um, check that all out there. And then if you're not too tired and everything, we got the next time, next day here. I believe this is coming to us on Sunday, the 28th. I don't know what dates. It's the 28th. I just don't know what day of the week that is. It might be the same day. It might just have a long ass day of wrestling. But then we have, again, coming from Sim City, Sin City, not Sim City. Coming live to you from Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, AEW's Double or Nothing 2023. Um, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty stacked card. Um, I It's a stacked card, but it's also like one that I'm not like too super jazzed about any of them that are, you know, on here, to be quite honest. But, um, you know, we're going to get into it here and we're going to go through with everything we're look, what, what we're thinking here. So um, starting out here, we're going to start with the... Um, I keep saying grudge match over and over in this video here, but it really is a crazy grudge match. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match with Sabu as the special guest enforcer. I'll give you a million dollars if you called he was the one that was showing up for that on Wednesday night. Because you you didn't. Nobody did. I don't think Sabu knew he was going to be there on Wednesday night until like Wednesday afternoon probably. So that was crazy. Anyway. Um... One of the first ones here, we're starting off strong, where Nick and I are uh, on opposite ends of the spectrum here. Nick has Adam Cole going over here. I actually have Jericho going over here. Um, I do think they it would be good for Adam Cole returning to have that good rah-rah babyface win. Um, I think that's coming, though. Um, and, you know, adversity and all that. We love adversity in a storyline. Um, Jericho's got the whole JAS behind him. It's an unsanctioned match, like... There's a lot that's going to happen toward Cole to make that happen. I know Roddy's back, and maybe we see a return of Kyle O'Reilly to make to prove me wrong. That'd be huge. But without that really being in any kind of murmurs or anything like that, I'm riding with Jericho here. I think, um, again, I think the unsanctioned part and all of the JAS behind him really sets that all sets that all off. So, um, yeah. Uh, next up, we're going for the, the Firm. Uh, which in this case were the representation of the firm. It's going to be Ethan Page and the Guns uh, taking on the Hardys, Matt and Jeff. Um, and it was supposed to be Isaiah Cassie, but he still hurts. So now it's going to be Hook. So Hardy Party versus the firm. Um, if the Hardys win, Ethan Page's contract gets taken over by the Hardys. 
a nice little six man tag. Um, nothing a little, a little bit crazy here. Yeah. We were, we are one of the of the spectrum here again. Matt's got the Hardys going over. I think the firm is actually going to take it. Um, I think I, I don't really feel, I'm not feeling the pairing of Adam page with them or not Adam page, Ethan page with the Hardys so much. Uh, they had their thing going on when like Matt was forced to be in with the firm and everything like that. But since Jeff's return, then they're kind of doing their own thing with Isaiah and all that. I don't really need Ethan page around. Plus, I feel like if it happens, it eventually turns Ethan Page face, which I don't need. I want Ethan Page heel forever. Ethan Page is such a good heel. Keep him that way. Um, maybe not a clean win again, but Ethan and the gun's going over here, in my opinion. Nick's got the Hardys. Uh, so next up, then, we have the TBS championship match as the dominant defending champion Jay Cargill is going one-on-one -on -one once again here with Taya Valkyrie. Um Another one here where are we? are we? Yeah, no, not one. Not one where we're differing. We both got Jay going over here. Um, nothing but love in the world to Taya Valkyrie. She's been probably the only person up to this point that has seen like a legitimate threat for the TBS championship. Uh, there's a very good chance we're both wrong, actually. That's how good she's been leading up to this. Um, I don't think she's the one to take it. I, I'm in the boat that it should have been Willow months ago. But... What do I know? I'm a dude in a room, not someone who owns a company. So leave that aside. I'm also still holding out so much hope that Jordan Grace is going to show up one day and just murder Jade. And that's going to be, she's going to be the one to dethrone her. That would be huge because that's what I want in the world, but can't all have what we want. Um, but either way, you know, it's not time for Jade to drop it yet. I mean, maybe it actually is, but I don't think Ty is the one to take it. Um, she could be. But I don't think it's the time. I don't think it's I think it's happening. Neither does Nick, quite frankly. Uh, then we're going in next here with the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. The defending champion, Orange Cassidy, is going up against. Bear with me here for my listy list. So we got Orange Cassidy. We have going against Ricky Starks, The Butcher, The Blade, Bandito, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Arya Davari, Tony Nese, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Kip Sabian, Ray Phoenix, Pente Azeromiedo, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. Um, Nick went, in my opinion, Nick is swinging for the fences. It's a bold choice, and I really like it. He's got Ricky Starks taking it here, um, and I would love that. Would absolutely love that. Um, but I'm sticking with the champion retainer. OC is going to retain. Orange Cassidy is going to keep the belt. Um, I think he's keeping it just because I don't feel like we've gotten enough anything going on with anyone who's held the inter international slash all-Atlantic championship at any point. Um, we haven't had like a full-on champion. We haven't seen it really enough. OC's definitely done a way better job here, like defending it kind of on like a weekly basis. But like I feel like if you're going to have it, especially the way AEW runs, where like their people go kind of everywhere. They're not WWE where it's like you're in WWE, you work for WWE, you have to get, you know, permission from God to have Shinsuke Nakamura go over to Noah for a couple of matches. Like, no, AEW guys show up everywhere all the time. I think that is one of the cool things about the international title is that it should be something where... Cassidy goes to like a show in Germany and loses to, I don't know who I, I, I hate to, you know, I don't have all of the international wrestling knowledge, 
but you know, goes overseas and loses it overseas because it's international. I mean, I wish the Intercontinental title could do that too in WWE, but that's not how they work. But because you can do that in AEW, that's how it should be. Not losing it to, you know, someone else who's ostensibly American also in America. Doesn't really make it too international. Like, go overseas. Go do something somewhere else. Because then it helps with, like, storylines too on TV. You know, all of a sudden Orange Cassidy shows up on Dynamite without the belt. And they're all, you know, people that aren't keeping up on the rest of the scene are like, what would happen? And then you get that clip like, oh, here he was at WXW. Or here he was at um, Progress. You know, losing it to someone in England, whatever. Here he was at Noah and he lost it here, whatever it is. And, you know, help bring that all in. Um, but yeah, so I got OC retaining. Nick's got Ricky Starks. Again, I would love it if Ricky Starks came up there. There's quite a few dudes in here that I would love to see to take it. Um, but I don't think it's happening. I think OC is retaining. Um, Nick thinks Starks, which would be huge. Uh, next up, we got the AEW TNT Championship on the line in a ladder match as the defending champion Warlow, backed by Arn Anderson, is going up against Christian Cage, being backed up by the despicable Luchasaurus. Um, keeping it keeping it the same here for both of us. We both got Wardlow going over. Um, again, I don't know what Nick's thoughts are. Simply for me, I understand like Christian's got more of the experience in the ladder match environment, clearly, but if they if they take it off Wardlow here, they might as well just release Wardlow because what the hell are they doing? The guy has had this is his. I don't I don't know if anyone else else is like fathomed this, but right now he's holding the TNT title for the third time. That's Dumb. I no one remembers his first reign. I can barely remember who he lost it to. Then he oh he lost it to Samoa Joe. That was the most memorable part of it was when he started feuding with Samoa Joe for it, and they and he lost it right away when that feud started. He wins it back. He lost it to Hobbs three days later. Like what? And then he beat him again for it. Like what are you doing with either one of those guys? Now Hobbs is all tied up with QT Marshall and QTV. Like ugh. Make up your mind. Push the guys or don't. So Wardlow has to retain here. It's not even like th- it's not even like what my thoughts are. He has to, and if he doesn't, you got to release him. You got to let him go somewhere else and let somebody else book him better because he should be booked better. So Wardlow's going over, according to both of us. <clears throat> uh, next up, then we got the tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships between the defending champions FTR going up against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, who have a host of villains at their side with Karen Jarrett recently debuting Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. Uh, we also have Mark Briscoe serving as a special guest referee. This story has been awesome. Uh, I love that Mark's all just mixed up in it with everything. Um, and just, you know, we don't really know what's going on there, why it's all happening, but that's really, I love their story going on. So, um, but we both have FTR going over. Uh, there is a part of me that just wants to see the world burn and have Jarrett and Lethal win because I think Jarrett winning a world championship, even a tag championship in 2023, would set the world on fire. Um, I would certainly be pissed about it too, <laughs> but I would love to see it. There's a part of me that's just an agent of chaos that would love to see that happen, but I don't think it's actually gonna. Both got FTR here. Um, yeah. Ooh, doing the solo is tough. Anyway, moving right along here. We got the singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship with the defending champion Jamie Hayter going one-on-one against Tony Storm. No questions asked here. We both got Jamie Hayter going over. She is too over to drop the title to Tony Storm just to advance this outcast everything. You know what I mean? Um, 
There's a part of me that does think it would be good for a storyline for Tony to win it and then start some infighting between her and Ruby and Soraya over it because, you know, they're outcasts, but now one of them's a champion. There's going to clearly be some jealousy and all that kind of nonsense, but I don't think it's happening here. I think Hater returns because I think, honestly, the person who eventually takes off a Hater is when Britt finally turns her back and turns on Hater, and then they get to feud. I just want that feud to happen, so Hater can't lose it yet because that needs to happen. Plus, dude, listen to the crowd. Hater is still beyond over, so got to keep her that way. Keep the title on her. Tony will get her time later on down the line. Uh, next up, we have the not quite the main event, but it could it might actually main event because it's you know probably going to be partially cinematic. But we have the Anarchy in the Arena match between the Blackpool Combat Club, which is in case you haven't been paying attention, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Hiuta versus a newly, fully, full-strength-formed elite with Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and then our boy, Hangman Adam Page. Um, this is one we're, we're differing on here. Nick's got the BCC going over, and I completely understand why he does. Um, I am giving it to the Elite. Um, the Elite have more experience in the Anarchy in the Arena matches. Uh, this is their third one, unless I'm much mistaken. There's been a lot of anarchy in the arena going on. They know what's going on with it. Um, BCC is a lot more just beat your face in kind of style. Pure wrestlers, all that. That's the way they go. The elite is also all fantastic with that, but they know how to mix it all up. I mean, quite frankly, so does the BCC. I mean, I feel like Boxley's already probably bleeding for this match on here on a, on a Thursday. He's probably already bleeding just thinking about fighting in the match. But I digress. Um, yeah, I just think in general, the elite have the experience in the match type already. I think they're going to bring that experience in. I think they go over, um, you know, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of storyline possibilities that surround this match. Um, you know, all the nonsense with Callus and Kenoshe Takeshita, that'd be really cool to see him involved in some way. I don't really know which way. Maybe he's, you know, Callus's boy. He helps BCC win and Callus is somehow aligned with them, even though he says he's not. You know, where Callis shows up with Kenosuke and it's a double turn where he turned on them, the elite before to get Hangman back in. But now he brings Kenosuke in. They beat up Hangman together. He's part of it. He helps the elite win and all is forgiven somehow. Or it was all part of the plan for the elite to kind of mess up with Hangman. Who knows? Lots of stuff to be talked about there. But either way, we're split difference on this. I got the elite. Nick's got BCC. We're all going to be winners watching that match, quite frankly. And then finally here, what I assume will actually be the main event. <clears throat> it is the four-way match for the AEW World Championship featuring the four pillars of AEW. We have the champion, MJF, going against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Um, and now this is another one here on Nick's part that I think is a very bold, bold choice. Um, and I love it. I love, I love him rolling the dice. Uh, Nick's got Jungle Boy going over here, uh, taking the belt off of MJF. Um, I am I'm playing the other option. MJF retains. Um, it's just again, you know, not having talked to Nick, I don't know what the thought process is on his side. I'm sure he's got fantastic reasoning for it. From my end of things, it's just you. There was such a build up. There was such an everything getting to this point with getting MJ get, getting that strap on MJF. And then he got it and he got the custom belt and then like all this, everything. And you build it up so much. It's not time to lose it yet. He's got to have a longer reign. 
Um, plus him winning this just, I mean, think about the friggin' promos from him when he retains this. Like, oh, I'm the one who talked about there being four pillars and I just crumbled three of them. Even if he doesn't win clean. I don't, because I don't think it's going to be a clean win. It's a four-way, it's a four-way. There's, everything is all going to be involved. He is going to kick dicks left and right. He's going to be punching people in the faces with diamond rings. He's going to be shoving belts in people's faces and all of that. He's got every advantage to go to help him win, which is why I think he's going to. There, it's going to be a, a, a further a, star, a further cementing of star status for all four of them. But MJF's going to come out on top here. Um, I would quite, I would like I said, Nick says it's going to be Jungle Boy. I would love for it to be Jungle Boy. I would love for it to be Darby. I, I wouldn't really love for it to be Sammy. I'm not a big fan of Sammy. Sorry, come for me, shoot me, uh, whatever. I, I. He's too much of a flippy man for me, and his he'll, his character work is just, I'm an asshole, but not like in a fun way like MJF's is. I'm just, whatever. That's a different thing for a different time. Sammy's not really my cup of tea, but either of the other two, Jungle Boy specifically also winning, it'd be awesome. I don't think it's going to be, I don't I don't think there he's the one, though, or any of the three of them, quite frankly, are the one to actually topple MJF yet. Um, I think MJF's in line to have a, a long chicken shit run with that title on top, so... I think he's going to retain. And that is that. That is AEW Double or Nothing. Uh, like I said, that is going off on this Sunday. I was right, maybe, I think. I don't remember what I said now in the beginning. But it is going off this Sunday, May 28th, uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, once again, just like with Night of Champions, you can check out all the good content here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I'm sure there's tons of predictions still to come with everything. Um, I'm sure there's going to be watch-alongs as well. Uh, you can check them out with <clears throat> Bloodline Entertainment Network on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're on Facebook. We're on MySpace. We're on Carrier Pigeons. I've seen a mail truck with a Ben symbol on it, all that kind of stuff. Literally anywhere you can find good content, it's all that we found on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. We even got our own fancy website. So anything you need, wrestling related, entertainment related, oh, wait, sports related, it's all there. Bloodline Entertainment Network. And we are so happy to be a part of that here with the UW Pod. You can find us on YouTube at the Universal Wrestling Podcast. You can find my good boy Nick there over on Twitter at the UW Pod. You can find me personally on Twitter at Keith of the Ring. Also on the Instagram at the UW Pod. And we're so stoked to be part of have uh, our boys, the Aussies, the Down Under Men, the Brocast, joining the team here. They had a great, great couple of videos recently. Look forward to more of their content. That's everything for this weekend. Hopefully you guys didn't hate me riding solo. If you did, I promise he'll be back soon. But for, uh, before I go, congratulations to Nick. Congratulations to all of us who are going to win this weekend with double pay-per-views and fantastic matches.